Welcome to the Everything Early Childhood podcast designed for approved providers, nominated supervisors and other childcare leaders. This fun, lighthearted and very serious podcast features weekly episodes on strategy, advice and conversations with fascinating and inspiring people from across our sector. Join the journey and have access to the tools and inspiration you need to create high-performing childcare businesses. Let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Everything Early Childhood. My name is Lisa Brown, and I'm the founder of Platinum Education Group. So we help services to simplify their systems and processes so that they can run high-performing childcare businesses. Now, in today's episode, um, a lot of people have been talking about, and I'm also in this position to not only focus on my health and well-being in my body, but also my brain. So today we have a really special guest for you all, um, someone that is a certified life coach, neuro-linguistic expert, and also a Pilates instructor. So they do a lot in the health and wellness space and really focus on empowering women. Now, I know this person really intimately. They also happen to be my mum. So hello, mum or Di. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hello, listeners, and thank you so much, Lisa. Perfect. So obviously in the health and wellness space, so people who are really busy, obviously every day, want to become more fit and healthy in their bodies and in their minds. What advice would you give to them? I would the advice that I would give to them is to slow down and breathe. Breathing consciously is so important. If you just sit back and take five, six deep breaths, you'll just be able to um, see things more clearly and get on with your day. So just by taking a few minutes in your day to have some deep breaths, you feel like that will make a difference? If that was, if you were to ask me the number one thing that I would um, recommend, absolutely. There are many things, but yes. Yeah, beautiful. Right, well, what would be your top three? So that's one. What else would you recommend? Well, I would actually prioritise what is more important to me and sometimes it's not even work. Sometimes it's to prioritise your personal life mm-hmm. and to take time for yourself. So your family is what we come back to at the end of the day. So for me, I would say that's a priority. And taking time out for yourself. Like how can you give other people your best if you're not at the best yourself? So they would be in my top three. And what's your, like, what gets you motivated? Because, I mean, you're like probably, and I love your quote to life and your motto to life, is to get fitter the older you get. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I have two very, um, two, two quotes I use quite often. And one of them is, life gets better the older you get. Right. And the other one is, um I believe that you can become healthier and fitter the older you get. So I've got to talk, I've got to walk my talk, right? (laughs) 
And what are you doing? What do you do? Because you're like the healthiest and fittest person that I know okay. ever of any age, okay. except maybe our nan. Yeah, my mum. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the other generation. She's I'm, gonna, I'm, she's gonna outlive us all. <laughs> I'm letting, I'm letting the generations down here. Yeah, but um, yeah, Not yet. no, you've got plenty of time. I've got plenty of time <laughs> to catch up. Plenty of time. Um, yeah. So, what would what do you do? Like, how do you do it? How are you motivated? Like, because I remember you haven't always been this way. So, can we haven't maybe? I? <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you remember back when um, I was a mum? Yeah, yeah. When you were a mum, I'm still a mum. You are still yeah. a mum. We talk, joked about that today, we didn't did, we? Like, yes, we forgot because we, we think about a mum as having young kids. We do. Um, so, like, if you think way back when, mm-hmm. remember when you started to like run around the block? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so, like, what actually got you to that, like, uh, that point of being like, I need to do something about this? Okay. Well, I suppose um, as f- most of us, we live our lives and we get busy living our lives and we become, sometimes we get into a rut and we struggle to find time for ourselves. For me, it was, um, I just went up one size in my clothing and it was like that was a trigger for me and it was like no I am not I am not going to go up another size so I ran around the block until I <laughs> until I lost that size but I think I think ultimately it's finding and having good role models in your life so if you've got someone to look up to and aspire to and see how they've done it and to actually have some idea of what to do is um, really like half your battle, I suppose, you know, that's... Well, that's awesome advice, actually. So like, no matter what you're aiming to aspire to, find someone that's already achieved that, ask them questions with how they do it, or Mm. even just spend more time with them, right? Right, yeah, and and be specific, like, if, like, um, if you want to aspire to do something and you know someone that does it well like they don't have to do everything in their in their life well but they could do this one thing that you want to do well they could do it really well and you know you could go to them and ask them like really specific questions like how do you do that like how often do you do it like how do you know when to do it and like an example might be that they have a really good podcast <laughs> you could ask them you know how do you do that and you know how do you get that passion through and how do you do what you do and you know how do you stay switched on yeah so health fitness leadership anything, like yeah anything i remember do you remember um one of my friends she's really great at connecting with people and she always remembers everything about people. I don't know how she does it. All these people she meets, she just remembers everything. Mm. So I remember you gave me that advice. And so I asked her, I said, how do you do it? Like, how do you actually remember all this stuff about people? Because I connect with people, meet a lot of people, but I really struggle to remember. What did she say? She said that she just remembers one thing. So she said, I just remember one thing about them. Oh. Then in the next conversation, um, she'll bring that up again and remember one more thing. So she just makes it a challenge that every time she meets someone, she'll remember that thing about them. Mm. And she said she was really picky and choosy with what that one thing is because it's something that will make them feel special. So, for example, she said when she met her new mother-in-law like for the first time, she said she remembered that. I can't even remember exactly. See, I can't even remember what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think she remembers um, that his mum doesn't drink coffee, that she drank tea. 
and how she had her tea. So when she came over, she made her a cup of tea exactly the way she liked it. She didn't have to ask. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's the whole thing. If you make a conscious effort, to remember or do something that's that's what it is it's that whole conscious effort so if you say okay i don't remember people's names but if you actually made a conscious effort to remember people's names or birthdays or something that's you would do it because you would be making that conscious effort yeah and it's something you've been focusing on a little bit like over the past sort of like two years ish yeah. so what's your strategy for remembering names my strategy for remembering name is to have a word association so i really struggle if it's a if it's a um, different name or if it's not a common name because um like i've got this friend and her name's mohini and so i used to think of tahini (laughs) and mo like a mo moustache (laughs) yeah yeah or if i meet lisa I'll think of another Lisa I know if I know another Lisa and yeah so that's how I remember and you connect those. them together I connect and find them those together yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah awesome and so like back to our health and fitness journey because I think it's something like we can get what I call like tied up in that rat race right like you've mm-hmm. seen me through different periods of my life just get because I love what I do so it's easy you just get caught up in that mm-hmm. rat race or that like a little wheel. like a little mouse yeah, yeah. A little mouse on my wheel mm-hmm. so Um, And there's a lot of people that really want to, again, we talked a lot, I had a conference today and um, hosted that and one of our big topics was around balance. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people brought up from that conference that health and and well-being Mm -hmm. was something that they really wanted to focus on for themselves. Mm -hmm. So what are some steps that they can take, some easy, simple steps and strategies that they can implement to like start, just start? Just start. Well, I suppose it's, well, yes, they can start. But (laughs) in order to start, they really need to work out what it is that they want out of life. So do they want to have more time out? Do they want to have more balance? So the hardest part is working out what you need and what you want. Uh, That's number one, definitely. Because once you work out what you want, the rest is will take care of itself it's pretty easy uh in my life coaching practice um people will people always know what they don't want but yeah i think the trick is to work out what you want and then and then so the not so easy part the not so (laughs) easy part yeah we're talking about that today too it's not hard it's just not Not so so easy easy. Yeah. yeah absolutely so yeah what else so you've got obviously that's working out what you want okay once you once you work out what you want Mm -hmm. it's about um planning a schedule or setting a goal or you know well i suppose the schedule is probably more important like well how am i going to achieve that so do i want to exercise more so working out okay if you can do that one day a week if you can do that three days a week and, and maybe that might look like 10 minutes 10 minutes you know like three times a week it might look like an hour three times a week it might be 10 minutes every day so working out what you want to do and what you want to start with because remember it's only a start like you can always build build on and i suppose you know like the easier you make it on yourself the easier it is to achieve so the easier it is to add on to that if you make it too hard for yourself you're gonna get out you're gonna go oh my god I, you know i just can't can't picture doing that today i'm gonna stay in bed 
you know, and you're just you're just not going to get motivated. But the easier you make it for yourself, is that two or three? Do I need another one? Yeah, one more. <laughs> no, but that happened to me recently. Oh, it did. Yeah, yeah. So I committed to um, so this year I committed to walk and swim. I gave myself two options, right? Yeah. And because I was like, why am I not doing it? Why am I get not getting up? Why am I just laying here in bed? Mm. Like. And I mean, I'm an overthinker on the best of days. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting, I'm laying there in bed and this is my talk in my head. I'm saying like, should I walk? Should I swim? Oh, but if I swim, what's the weather like? Do I need my swimmers? Is it going to be okay? I wonder if there's anyone at the pool. I don't really want anyone else at the pool. Like, um, and I'm like. And Overthinking then, it. Yeah, but then yeah. by the time I got to it, I was like, like, I can't stuff it. I'm not I'm not doing anything. And it just mm. got too hard and I just laid in bed. Mm. So what I realized is that even I thought so simple, two options. I had to cut one out. I had mm. to be like, that's it, Lisa, you're just walking. Yeah. And so just committing, not that I have gotten back into it, but just committing to that one thing. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, simplifying yeah, yeah. it. Simplifying it. Yeah, I think you've got to, you've got to actually make it easy and... You can always build on easy. Yeah. I and we think. talk about meeting up with a friend as well, like having an appointment, like meeting up with a friend or a trainer yes. and keep. we talk about keeping that in. So good because most of us won't let other people down. We'll let ourselves down. Why do we do that? You know, it's interesting. Oh, yeah, I, I, I often wonder that myself uh, because I suppose we don't see it as letting ourselves down. We just see it as though... Um, we're just letting ourselves off the hook, I suppose, or we're just or it's just not us doing like, it. Do, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, but shouldn't like I mean I, well, I do it too. But shouldn't we matter more? Well, I don't know whether it's, shouldn't we matter more. Like we, it's about knowing that we do matter more, and unless we're the best for ourselves, like we said before, you know, how can you be turn up and give your best to someone else? And so how do we do that? Like we talk about like, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. You've got to put yourself first. You've got to be your best to give your best. Mm. Do you have any um, strategies that people, like how do we do that? How do we take those actions to actually put ourselves first? I believe that people live a lot in the guilt, guilt world. So they feel guilty about, taking away from others to give themselves they feel like they're being selfish comes up a lot in coaching the word being selfish and selfish and being and feeling guilty are the two um two of the one of like the biggest feelings that will stop us from achieving or being what we need to be so by looking at what we need to be for ourselves you know and stop putting that guilt around it you know like about especially um I find it a lot in in newly like mothers you know that we've with babies you know like their new role is being a mother and if they're not around for their child you know as much as I don't know how much they think they should be around if they're not around that much well then you you know then they're making themselves out to be a bad mother you know Mm. is that really what it means you know and one thing that I find works in coaching is if you look at your friend and your friend 
is good at taking time out for themselves. They get massages. They, you know, they they'll lock themselves in the bathroom for an hour, have a bath, what, whatever it is they need to do. Go off and go to a meditation class, hang out with a friend, have a coffee for a couple of hours. You, you know, like, are they? Are they a bad mother or are they a bad person because they're doing that? Like, I don't think we see our oh, friends no. like that at all. I think we'd say, oh, good on them. Yeah, so why can't we see ourselves in that light and, and sort of take a leaf out of their book? And, you know, they're probably turning up for us as a friend, you know, even more so than we're turning up for them because they're quite, you know, they're feeling good about themselves. They're taking the time out that they need. Hmm. Yeah, and it's, and it would be really like you. It would have to be a really brave step to be able to do that. Like I imagine it would be really hard, or not so easy. Not so easy. Uh, not so easy. Yeah. Um, as a parent to like, especially you know, one of my friends, she's just had new twins. Mm. Like I can't even imagine her taking that time away from them, mm. and, or even just that first time, like having mm. that first time away from them. Like what that would feel like on the inside. Like I feel. I feel like. Um, they would feel like a part of themselves was almost missing. Absolutely, absolutely. The the you know the backside is that is they're going to be a better parent because yeah. they've had time to refresh and they're not feeling as you know like as in they've got nothing else bar bar the being a parent. You know, yeah. like their that life role. is one dimensional. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I think really thinking about for your life, like what what um, I just call them, like the pie. What pieces of your pie do you want? And if it's if you've just been a parent for the first time, because that's the topic we're on, is that all you want your life to be? And mm. I don't think there's, you know, I've I've got lots of different parents in my in my life, friends that are parents, and I see their different parenting styles, and mm. I see that, you know, they're really um, making sure that they haven't lost who they are in being a parent mm. like that's just one of their roles one of their many roles um and i think that's really um it's admirable actually yeah, it's, it's, it's huge a, it's a great thing uh, and i don't know if it's come from previous generations that that mindset i just i take my hat off to these women that can juggle you know the whole what is it the five five thing in the wheel like you got your spiritual your physical oh yeah the wheel of life well there was the eight in the ones we were doing oh, today eight, eight. eight areas of life yeah so if you yeah. can balance every area of your life mm. i take my hat off to you and and i find it quite admirable i think that's i think we can we're at our best when we you can do that I, you know what i think's helping at the moment too it's come up a lot in conversation is i think dads are really stepping up these days oh absolutely and being so much more actively involved in mm. their kids life mm. um and i think it's making it a lot easier for for the mums to be able to rely on the the dad the parent to be able to um step in mm. be a parent while they can go off and do their things and actually work together mm. Mm. i think it's great we're seeing dads really involved i yeah i think that's been happening for a while i um i think it's I think it's sensational. So many fathers are the stay-at-home parent these days. It's it's great, so good. Give yeah. them a chance to be nurturing and you know have that time with the children. Yeah, and I I mean what came up for us tonight is like how do we allow them because i think that'll be an i mean i don't know why we're talking about parents i don't know why this is a thing that's just come up but um 
allow the dads to be able to give to the child mm-hmm. so by uh, by the parents out there like giving time to themselves they're allowing that dad to step into that space because mm. it's like how can you how can you allow them to contribute if you're always there yeah exactly and um lisa and i both know that yeah it's hard to it's hard to step down and um relinquish or step away yeah step away yeah and relinquish it in the long run it's so rewarding though and not only just for you to have your time and your space Mm. um but also for them to step into that role and be needed absolutely and they feel empowered and you know they feel like they're contributing and you know um it gives them a a sense of purpose and this also relates back to a lot of leadership skills we're talking about at the moment as well Mm. is around um by you not delegating to someone else, because one of our recent episodes was about delegation in, in leadership, busy leaders. So go back and listen to that one if you haven't already. But one of the things we talked about in that episode was around um, like by not delegating to others, you're doing yourself and that person a disservice mm-hmm. by not allowing them to. Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I, I've, an example of that for me is that um, I'm the first to put my hand up to help for others. I'm always there, the community, my friends, you know, and I never give them, well, not until recently, never give them an opportunity to help me. And in doing that, I am not letting them repay the favour. I am not letting them feel as feel as good as I feel in helping them. Like, I'm taking that away from them. Mm. And that was a huge learning curve yeah so what happened to make you change your mind about that or shift your perspective well i'm starting to what happened i i well you had an accident oh well i'll tell you what happened i've got i've got a lot of injuries on my left hand side like i i had a writing down yeah tell the story i tell the story so i had an um a bad accident on my on my you hate when it's called an accident do you (laughs) Well, I don't know what it's called anyway. I had an accident. Yeah, I had an accident on my push bike, and I was, I was riding down. I, I d- it was quite a long ride. Um, I was, it was quite hilly because we like going. I like going up hills, and I was coming down the other side. And um, how fast were you going? Quite fast down a hill, round a bend. Had my fingers braced over the over the brakes. Um, in case I needed to slow down. And in I live in Mullumbimby and in Mullumbimby we have potholes and they're called and they're actually called um uh teleport holes. What are the you know when you teleportation. Yeah, so you the go the wormholes. Yeah, the wormholes. You go down one and you come up another so they're that big. That's the joke. That's the joke. Yeah. yeah teleport right. tele I don't know what it's called. Anyway, so I hit this gigantic pothole and yeah and my fingers squeezed on the brake at the same time and got over my handlebars and yeah so I had um, a double operation on my shoulder and elbow to yeah fix me up and plus I've got a bad that was all on the left side and plus I've got a bad left knee and I looked it up and that's apparently inside so that's the feminine energy feminine energy and a feminine energy is all about compassion and you know letting people look after you and 
that sort of that sort of theme. So yeah, I had a good hard look at myself, and uh, that was one of the things I came up with. I need to let people help me more and ask for help. So, but it took having an injury or an accident for you to reflect on that 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 was an area that you wanted to work on. Yes, yes. Isn't that interesting? But yeah. not only that, but do you think that's for everyone? Like when we have a massive shift or a massive change in our life. There's that aha moment. Oh, absolutely. And like, I really hope for no one else that it's an injury or hurting themselves or potentially something worse. But how can we get to those aha moments without it being something like serious? I think it's just listening to the little cues and the little signs and taking notice of them instead of just pushing them down and thinking they'll go away. Uh, I believe the universe... um, and the energy in the universe will find a way for you to listen. And if you don't listen for the little signs and the little little things, uh, something big will happen for you to for listen. I I could be totally wrong, but that's just Your opinion, yeah, that's yeah. my opinion. Yeah. So, what are some of the cues and signs that our bodies might deliver, or the universe might deliver? Well, how did we get here? I don't okay. Know. <laughs> Talk about the universe. <laughs> Okay, so I think, you know, like um, maybe you might um, start getting a lot of colds or flus. Uh, you might, um, something might, you know, you might getting lots of sore throats, you know. And I believe if, if you get lots of sore throats, maybe you're not saying your truth, you know. Like, so I believe that our body um, shows us brings out all our emotions so if you're feeling an emotion it'll come out in your body somewhere so it's a good example of that is if you feel stressed you might feel it somewhere in your body so in your back you know your shoulders or somewhere so it's the same with any emotion if you're not happy in some part of your life it it gets pushed down and pushed down until eventually it comes out in your body so um, for example, maybe you're worrying about money, you might have lower back pain, things like that. So, yeah, I think that if you listen to your body um, before it gets so bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, how do we become more in tune with our bodies? By, by listening. And, but how and do by, we listen? Like, how do we... Well... What's that involve? What's that involve? Well, it's like if you have a, a niggle or your pain or something doesn't feel right, it's like okay well what's going on like what's happening in my life you know and then um you might go and get a massage and it might come back and it's like well this thing's still going on why is this still happening like what is still happening in my life that i need to look at Hmm. Hmm. and so with that um like with our body our cues listening to our cues because i find it's really hard again going back to that rat race and that hamster wheel i find that a lot of people rather than listening to their body will just keep pushing through Oh, absolutely. And they'll just do whatever yeah. they can to avoid it yeah. or not think about it. and Or it might just be something that's always there. Well, I find that a lot of people uh, feel like they're stuck and they like could be in a bit of a rut. So I retired early and I moved from Sydney to Mullumbimby and, um, you know... Did I have enough money to retire on? Probably not. And I just thought, I'm healthy and happy now. I'm gonna, oh, I'm you gonna tell live. The story about what like prompted you for that. Yeah, I, I, well, I'll quickly throw the story mm. in how. So my husband and I we used to go um, camping on weekends quite a lot, and we 
um, hang out, like meet all these old, old grey nomads and they would say, oh, if only we did this years ago, like we can only stay away for a few days because we've got to go back for medical appointments or we've got to go back to us because our mother and father are sick and, you know, stuff like that. So we listened and we thought, There was well, that guy though, right? You told me the other... Um at Christmas there was that guy that had arthritis like yeah he's a builder guy yeah he's mm. a builder he was one of the grey nomads and he, he couldn't retire right like he still had to work yeah yeah absolutely so anyway we 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 just thought okay let's just make it work if we got to go back to work when we're 65 we would do that but now while we're fit healthy we're going to go out and live like I don't know my background's human resources and I don't know how many people I heard about that retired at 65 and then died a couple of years later because they had no purpose. They had nothing to live for. They were fragile, you know, in their health anyway. And they just left it too long. So you think, oh, I've never got enough money. But, you know, when you retire, you don't need money. If, if you, um, you don't necessarily need to keep up with the joneses you you cost of living goes down you don't need two cars you don't need all the the things you needed Mm. you don't need to buy your lunch you know you don't need to go to the theater or that because you're busy living every day you're out in the out in the um you know out in the out in the open i should share that story about the fisherman what fisherman? You know, the fisherman in thingy and in the corporate guy's telling him, like, you should yeah. do this, you should do yeah, this, Yeah, tell that story, Lisa. I love that story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, do you reckon Lisa, I've got time for that you story? got Because got, Lisa used to say, Mum, you're not um, ambitious anymore. You've just given up on life. All you do is you just – she thinks I do nothing, but I live my perfect day every day. And I think that's different for everyone, what yeah, that perfect yeah. day looks like. It is different for everyone. Mm. But then you said to me, I finally got it, Mum. Yeah, but what I got is that – it's about finding that balance that's good for you. Yeah. Like I can't. I love what I do, and Absolutely. I love helping people. I'm but so you're only, passionate you're only about th- it. You're only thirty-five. Well, yeah. Yeah. But that's fine. But at the same time, I couldn't imagine. Maybe I might in twenty years. I couldn't imagine anything else. Mm. But what I am focusing on right now is. Um, being purposeful with how I spend my time yep. and what I spend my time doing. Mm-hmm. And so when I do something, I'm really purposeful of thinking about, do it, did I enjoy that? Is that something that I like? Is that something I want to do more of? And if it's not, then I'll find a way within my business that we can still help people with that. But potentially someone else is better at that than me Great. or enjoys it more than me. Great questions to ask yourself. Great yeah. Questions, so I yeah. think it comes back to really, and it's only been obviously since I've sold my center, I've really reflected on being purposeful around how I'm spending my time. Mm. So with that, I, I guess I would encourage all of you within your services, business owners, like, if it's not something that you enjoy, if it is not something that it brings something or something of value to you and your life. Brings like, a feeling as yeah, well. It evokes a feeling exactly. in you. Exactly. Yeah. Like you might have a general satisfaction. Like mm. ticking shit off a list might bring you satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's definitely like my satisfaction comes from, uh, you know, hearing from all of you how, how, how helpful these are and helping and supporting you all. But that's different for everybody. Mm. But really, when you do something, think about how much satisfaction it gives you, um, how much joy it gives you, what value does this add to my life? 
and you are in control of your life. You're in control of what you do. So if it doesn't bring or invoke any kind of positive emotion, then think about what else you can do. You can delegate it. You can outsource it. You can have someone around you, someone in your team who is so good at that and actually loves that and do it. Well, they could trade too. They could say, you know how you're really good at that and you like that. You know, and, and can I swap you that job for that job? You know, yeah. If they're on the floor in yeah. the center, so people are going to be wondering about that fisherman story. Oh, you want me to tell the fisherman story? Well, you've said it, and people are going to be oh, wondering. I'll just put the visual up. Um, anyway, oh, I'll tell, tell it. it. Yeah. All right. So it's about um, let's say they're where were they in Indonesia or Doesn't Bali matter. or something wherever. Mm. Um, there's and so this fisherman guy. I don't know if I can. Anyway, I'll do my best. This fisherman guy, so um, he literally goes out with his mates or with his friends every morning. Um, there's a group of them. They go out with their rods and they go and hand fish and catch these fish. Um, they only do it for 20 minutes a day. And so this big corporate guy come over from America to, the, to their island. And he said, mate, how long do you fish for a day? These fish are great. And he says, 20 minutes. And then he says, what else do you do with your time? And he says, I spend time with my family. We eat, we go see friends. Um, I go for a swim, whatever. We spend this time together. And he goes, okay, but you could, um, you know, and he's telling him through all these things. So he says, like, if you did this, you could do this. So like, um, but if you fish 20, you know, two hours a day, you could catch all these fish and sell these fish and make this money. And he's like, okay, then what? And then he's like, okay, well, once you sell the fish, then you could hire some more people and get more boats and get more fish. And then you could sell the fish and get more money then he's like then and then what? get a loan right then what get a loan we'll get the loan to get the boats yeah so then he's like then what okay then you could make an empire and you could sell overseas and start shipping off all these fresh fish and then he's like then what and he's like well then i'm and then the guy goes well then you're 65 you retire <laughs> and then the kicker you get to fish for 20 minutes a day spend time with your family go and see friends and enjoy food together and isn't that funny? It's so ironic. Like, you know, why, if he's living the life that he wants to live now, mm. why does he need to do all that and earn all that money mm. to live that life anyway? He's living where he wants, be doing what he wants. Mm. Um, yeah, and I really resonated with that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great story. Yeah. I don't know if I did it justice, but... Um, yeah, it's quite long and quite detailed, but he, I think, I think he, they got the listeners would have got the gist of it. Yeah, so it was just really interesting to see that different perspective that like, you know, I think in life we aim for like money, 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 money. And if it's not money, maybe it's possessions, you know, mm -hmm. like let's get married, let's get a car, let's get a house, let's get this, which, you know, they're mm -hmm. all great goals. Mm -hmm. But maybe asking yourself instead of like, what do I want to achieve or what do I want to have? Maybe asking yourself, how do you want to live your life? And what makes you happy? Yeah. Isn't that, that's a hard question, I think. What makes you happy? Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. hard question, I think. Well, my definition of success. Do you, why do you correlate like happy and success? Because like there's different, de everyone has, everyone will give you a different, different definition for success. My definition for success is being happy because it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I could be um, running 10 Pilates classes but that would make me happy because 
I'm helping to keep um, the community active and healthy and that that makes me happy that that creates happiness you know I could be hanging out with my friends doing bushwalking most days which most weeks which I do <laughs> um, yeah tell us about a normal day in your no life. no no I don't want to tell you about mine no- I live my best day every day <laughs> I love it yeah uh, yeah but yeah I think um am- ambitious and being um successful is everyone will have a different definition too so uh you know have you asked yourself what your definition of success is it doesn't even that's what most people look at it as in career and you know like maybe success you've you've raised a beautiful child or you know like lisa (laughs) (laughs) or you know beautiful children or you know you you've got you've got a happy marriage you know like there could be lots of things it doesn't have to be career you know like but it could be career you know you could be um made an impact in a lot of children's lives in you know in a center in a service like what better fulfillment and you know like uh, contentment that would be awesome oh and there's nothing better than having kids come back that you've Mm. educated and parents sharing stories about children that you've educated Um, from an early age like coming back and being like hi hi like you know in that just that connection and hearing how well they're doing and Mm. that you had a part in that yeah you help build the build the stepping stone the starting blocks so yeah beautiful in that Mm. um so we've moved through health (laughs) we've moved through the universe we've moved through the body mind wellness and your your triggers and your Mm. um signs in your body do you um, have any other piece of advice? Well, let's just—I'll just give you one bit of advice about language, because language is so so important. And so, what do you mean by language? Well, it's the language we use when in everyday life. So, instead of telling someone that you would like to do something, um, it might be their job and. You know, instead of saying, oh, I know it's really hard or, you know, you just say, oh, you know, it's it's not so easy. You know, you change the language. The biggest um, a bit of advice I have around language is get, word, get rid of the word try. So instead of saying, I'll try to go to the gym tomorrow or I'll try and meet you for a coffee or I'll try and get that little task done tomorrow, Leave the word out altogether and see how much more powerful your um, mannerisms, your um, your language, the you the the chances are you'll get it done ninety nine times out of hundred. So I will go to the gym. Yeah, and that happens. I today will in get the that job done. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So we, we set action items like in mm. the conference today. Yeah, and um, you know I could hear people they were like, oh yeah, I'll try, I'll try. I was like. No, guys, there's no try. Yeah. Like, I was just like, we are all going to state, I will, and we're going to state it with confidence. Yeah. So um, how do you try to do something? Like, how do you try to pick up the pen? You either pick it up or you don't, right? Yeah. Th- how do you try to so go to the gym? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it is, you know. Get rid of that word. It's, it's, it's a meaningless word. Get rid of it. All right, so we've got um, not easy. So replacing challenging, difficult or hard mm-hmm. with not easy. Then we've got um, r- r- like delete try. So I yeah. will. I yeah. will. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. I will go to the gym tomorrow. I am going to the I gym. I will. Um, <laughs> I will get that task done tomorrow. Yes, yeah. I right. will. What's your, is there any others? Language. Yeah. Uh, or common language. Yeah, uh, I think negators are, is, is a big one. So 
I'm going to say it very basically. I hope I hope because we haven't got too much time, but I hope you get it. It's when we use an agator, which is not, and so I will not. Um, I will not do that thing. Yes, unconscious doesn't hear negator, so it won't hear the not. All your unconscious hears is I will do that thing. So when you say, I am not going to eat that chocolate tomorrow, all your unconscious hears is I'm going to eat that chocolate tomorrow. Um, will not. So it doesn't matter where you use it in it the sentence? It doesn't matter where you use it in the Why sentence. Why doesn't our brain hear that? It, it doesn't. We our unconscious doesn't pick up negators. It just doesn't hear negators. Why? Well, I suppose it's a bit scientific for me. I, I'm sure I learned it in my coaching. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, this expertise here. <laughs> yeah, no, this expert doesn't remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I I just know that we our unconscious mm. doesn't hear unconscious doesn't hear that doesn't hear them. Not um, there's there's a few won't. Just trying to think of the others, yeah. Not and won't, won't. won't. Um, Yeah, just them negate. So, what does the sentence need, or how would that apply in practice? Well, instead of saying uh, "I won't have that chocolate tomorrow," Mm. is "I'm going to eat an apple tomorrow." Okay, okay, okay. Uh, So, just what what you will do. Yeah, it's what Mm. what you will do. Right. Okay. It's okay. not what you won't do, it's what you will so do. So focusing on what you will do. Yeah. I yeah, will. Yeah. That's a good new sentence starter. I will. Yeah, I will. I Absolutely. am going to. Yeah. I, I will. Yeah. Mm. So don't say I'm going on a diet tomorrow. It's oh, I'm going to eat healthy tomorrow. Yeah. All right. So being really specific about, specific about what that looks well, like. Well, it's, it's just turning it into a positive. Yes. Okay. So the rather positive. than the negator or the negative, we're turning mm-hmm. it into a positive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Beautiful. So for all of our listeners out there that want to get fit and healthy in 2023, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? I would say just do it. What are you waiting for? change your well what do we go through uh, work out what you do want work out what you can fit in work out what you like you might like to swim you might like to walk you might like to cycle jog um, you might if you really like to chat um, hook up with a friend and you walk know and group walk and talk yeah you we, know we set it up like in our center for our community mm. um, I decided at one point in my career that I wanted to be healthy and fit so mm. But I wanted to connect with my family. Yeah. So we did a walking community. Oh, everyone beautiful. was invited. Everyone came every Wednesday night. Yeah. And we just used to walk. The kids used to come. And it was a Lovely. great way to connect with everyone. Yeah. And lastly, make it simple. Start sl- slowly and softly. Make it easy on yourself. And, you know, you learn to love it. And then you want to do more. Uh, you love the feeling. You love the endorphins it releases. Yeah. And if you're, I think if you're a real task-driven person... Like, put it in your diary. That's something that you always say to me. Yeah. Like, put it in your schedule. Like, put it in your diary. Mm. Have it as an appointment that you... Yeah. Oh, that's mm. that's so good, Lisa. Yeah. So, when we get up in the, mo- in the morning, our alarm goes off and we don't even question that we're getting up for work. We just do it. We don't even say, oh, don't feel like going to work. Oh, no, I couldn't be bothered. And then we start giving ourselves more reason why we're not going to get up to go to work. It just doesn't happen. You know, but for exercise, you know, we do. We just, oh, I don't feel like doing that. Oh, no, I'm not getting up still. Oh, I had a late night last night. All these excuses. 
if you treat it the way you treat getting up for work as in this is something I do every day or like this one day a week and you don't give yourself an out permission yeah an out don't give yourself an out it will happen yeah good good Mm. call babe and um yeah so like um yeah Kate reminded me of that actually because she said one of my friends um, she does. She puts it in her diary. She schedules the days she's going to do it and she schedules the times around her schedule. She's a mum. She's got children. She needs to make it work. Yeah. And so she said when she puts it in her schedule, her partner then knows her schedule. Yep. Um, and that's her time for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like when, when I do walk, because I do, have been through periods where I've done it consistently, I remember thinking like that was my only time in the day for me. Mm. And mm. like for me, it works doing it in the morning. But for me in this, in like where I'm at right now, it's sort of like a restart. So it's harder to restart than it is to keep going. Yeah, true. And so like for me now, in order to restart, I have to be really um, consistent because how long does it take to form a new habit? Is it uh, 21 days? I thought it was 21 days, yeah. yeah. So 21 days to form a new habit. So for that first three weeks... Is it three? So, yeah, yeah, about three yeah, weeks. Yeah, three weeks. It is yeah. three weeks. So um, you've got to make sure that you're like really um, like disciplined on yourself. Like the night before, get your clothes out, have your shoes there. Mm-hmm. I, I have to have a shower when I wake up, even though my mum says, why do you need to have a shower? Like just get in your clothes and go. But um, yeah, having it ready to go so that you're eliminating, you're thinking about what are those bound, uh, what are those barriers or excuses that are going to put in place and just start eliminating them one at a time. I probably gross people out here, but you know you could probably even sleep in your exercise gear that's or get up you and go. Would do. I would do that. Yes. Yeah, that's something you would do. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I think just taking that one small step, thinking about those barriers, yeah, eliminating in, all of the yeah, as many barriers as yeah. you can. Yeah. yeah, and so have it all there. Line up, you know, your partner to watch the children, whatever time's going to work around. Um, and yeah. but you could even go in your lunch break at work. Yeah, right? yeah, great idea. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's, you got to think outside the square sometimes. Outside the box. Oh, a square and a box are the same, same thing. Same thing. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that is um, my mum die. Um, so thanks for joining us and um, welcome to being a fly on the wall in our life, um, in our conversations um, that we have. And yeah, thanks for always being a great source of advice. Oh, and thanks for having me. I love you. all right thanks so much for listening everyone um and please let us know of any great topics we'll be having some great podcasts coming up discovering um eylf 2.0 um and also um how we're currently transforming the sector but if we can help you um well how can we help you right now with anything that you've got going on we love solving um challenges that are not so easy (laughs) um so reach out to us if we can help you with any of your early childhood needs Until next week, keep making every moment count. Thanks for listening to the Everything Early Childhood podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. We read them all. (laughs) To catch all the latest from me, your host, Lisa Brown, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Lisa Brown underscore Platinum Ed. Thanks again for listening. Keep making every moment count and I'll see you next time.